Hi, this is Ellie Fishman, and welcome to part two of um, Radiology in the Year 2025. And I said we'd pick up with uh, artificial intelligence. And when you look at this McKinsey Global Institute report, they made it clear that AI will provide quicker diagnoses, better treatment, and improve health insurance. Whether machine learning programs analyzing health via mobile devices, whether it's autonomous diagnostic devices using AI technology, which can do things without needing nurses or doctors. Remember, I saw watches that do your EKG that can then take that information, analyze it, and tell your doctor whether or not you have an arrhythmia. AI-powered AI tools that increase accuracy, as in reading the CT scans or MR or ultrasounds and algorithms to optimize hospital operations, scheduling, and inventory. And that's where the big bucks are. In that article, they went through retail, utilities, manufacturing, healthcare, and education. And if I zip up here, look at the numbers. $300 billion savings possible using machine learning for population health forecasts. 30 to 50% productivity improvement for nurses supported by AI. 5 to 9% health expenditure reduction by using machine learning to tailor treatments. Up to $10 trillion savings globally by tailoring drugs and treatments. The right drug for the right patient at the right time. And this alone will increase life expectancy by 1.3 years. They go on to show how it increases value. Again, looking at healthcare. Predict disease, identify high-risk patient groups, and large preventive therapies. Automate and optimize hospital operations. Automate tests and make them faster and more accurate. That's us. Predict costs more accurately. Focus on risk reduction. Adapt therapies and formulations of drugs to patients. Use virtual agents to help patients navigate their hospital journey. That's where we need to be. Now, they spoke about this, and they talked about three different groups. High adoption, medium, and low. And guess what? Look what's in low, healthcare and education. Is that a surprise? The answer is no. Because medicine always is slow, and we have reasons. We know we have reasons, and we know why. But perhaps this why is not going to be a good answer. So for the radiologists, is the current model of how we do things going to be there? No. Perhaps there'll be radiologists with RAs for support. That will definitely be true. And there'll be radiologists with AI support. That's surely going to be true as well. Will AI become the primary reader with radiologist oversight? Will we need one radiologist rather than 20? And every once in a while, something will pop out of the machine, like a bad Diet Coke or something, and we'll look at it? I don't think so, but it's going to change what we do. Now, you'd say, okay, we don't need to change, but let's be honest. This article by Kim made the point that when there's pathology on a scan... 30% error rate. Now, that's a bit high, but we are not perfect. Medical errors, the Institute of Medicine, 5% of people will die because of medical error. It's massive error. And it's a leading cause of morbidity and mortality. Good article by Busby in Radiology, talking about misses. Errors can be categorized as a miss when a primary critical finding is not observed or a misinterpretation when errors in interpretation lead to an incorrect diagnosis. The biggest problem is the total misses. No one ever looks at the case again until the patient has more symptoms and it may be too late. Now, we talk about mistakes, misdiagnosis, that's lawsuits, but 
That's not the point. We don't care about lawsuits. That's not why we need to do better. We need to do better because that's our job. Our job, we can't be, but our job is to be perfect. We know there's biases. This article I just mentioned spoke about the biases and the, the challenges. But again, we need to get better. And we can do that by individually working harder, reading better. And I don't mean reading more films, maybe less films. But at the end of the day, we need help. Medical errors, the third leading cause of death in the U.S., Michael McCarry, based on Institute of Medicine data. And the fact is, we undercall medical error because if we miss a lung nodule today and someone dies four years from now because of lung cancer, no one's going to say it was a medical error because most people don't know you missed it. There's nothing for medical error on death certificates. Heart disease and cancer are number one or two, but they're dropping. Medical error is underreported and it's increasing. I see more errors, not less errors. We need help on medical errors. In radiology, we talk about looking at images. We've gone from axial to multiplanar to 3D, all which do make things better. And what do we do? We look for lesions and classifying and help with decision making, but we need help doing this better. And I'm telling you, it's happening. I gave this talk two days before this article was published, a new algorithm spotting pneumonia better than radiologists. Those are some old looking radiologists, I have to admit, but that's a new article. This article impressed talking about looking at musculoskeletal radiographs. Well, model performance is higher than the best radiologists in detecting abnormalities of fingers and wrists. Not as good in other areas, but it's going to get there. And then you say, well, let's not replace the radiologists. Let's make us much better. And you can think about many different ways of doing it. I have some busy slides here, but just look at the first lines. An abnormality detection model could be utilized for workless prioritization. In this scenario, the studies detected as abnormal could be moved ahead. That would mean our sickest patients get the fastest interpretation. One group is now doing ER cases. I think one of the, maybe it's VRAD, where they're saying we have an algorithm for detecting blood on a CT of the head. We'll look at every CT of the head in the ER setting. If someone has blood, we'll move it to the front of the list. And that saves a half an hour or more. Well, what's the worst thing that can happen? The computer was wrong and there was no blood. The computer's not interpreting the study. It's just prioritizing. Every scan will have to get read, but it's just moving things to the front of the list. At the end of the day, it's been shown people get tired. Well, computers can help you find things. It can help when you are a bit fatigued in detecting pathology. Computers perhaps could have automatic abnormality localization. It highlights something. It says, look here, look here, pay attention to me. Now, we've done this looking at artificial intelligence in the past for lung nodules. The problem is it would pick up 100 nodules, and then it will be, look at me, 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 look at me. You'd go sheer mad. So the system needs to work well. It's not that we haven't had AI around for a while. We need AI that has AI built in, not a bunch of crazy people running around. And again, this article, another article in the Journal of American College of Radiology by Lakhani, human experts and machines have different strengths. And again, can we maximize the strengths of each of us to benefit our patients? Another article in JAMA, the two cultures, computer and the physician, must work together. 
For example, clinicians are biased toward optimistic prediction, often overestimating life expectancy by a factor of five, while predictive models trained from data do much better. So we need to take the best of people and the best of computers. And it's not like we haven't done this before. We've had computers. We have computers. Think pap smears. Think looking at EKG. Think automated blood cell counts. Physicians must proactively guide, oversee, and monitor the adoption of AI as a partner in healthcare. We need to be part of the story. Now, some people say we're not going to be part of the story. Jeff Hinton, who's one of the godfathers of deep learning, and Alan Yuley tells me he's very funny, but if you listen to him online, he'll say that radiologists, if you work as a radiologist, you're like Wile E. Coyote in the cartoon. You're over the edge of the cliff, but you haven't yet looked down. There's no ground underneath. It's just completely obvious to him that in five years, deep learning is going to do better than radiologists. Maybe it's 10. He says, we have enough radiologists. Stop training radiologists. We don't need those people. Will he be right? I don't think so. But that guy's a pretty, pretty smart guy. Maybe he'll be close. And it's not just radiology and pathology. This article in JAMA showed that the computer now, this is from Google, can read the path in breast cancer lymph nodes better than the best pathologist and faster and more accurately. Okay, will that be the way we do things? And in CT, we need more tools. I showed you this slide, but what am I hiding? Cinematic rendering. Can we do better? Can we do texture features? Could we do radiomics? We need more firepower, but we can't be spending lots of time doing it. This needs to happen. I need to be flying an F-35. I need forward controls. I need to see everything. I can't be sitting around in the Wright Brothers plane pedaling the goddamn plane. I need to see everything as it goes along. So for example, here's an easy case, pancreatic cancer. Mass and head of the pancreas. You see it on the coronal, you see it on the volume rendering, easy to see. But look at this next case. You'll see here when I scroll through the images that this is six, not even six months apart and you look hard, you know, this patient had some vague symptoms, they weren't looking for pancreatic cancer. You see mild promise of the pancreatic duct and when you scroll through you see there's something funny going on in the pancreas in retrospect, but it's a tough call. But look at what happens a few months later. The patient has widespread liver metastasis. The patient's tumor is now obvious. The problem is before, if you picked it up, you could have cured the patient potentially. Here, it's too little, too late. And when I go to static images, again, side by side, image on your right, the obvious tumor, image on your left, uh, you know, maybe there's something there. Maybe I should have got an EUS or something cinematic target texture mapping, you can see that I could show you some changes in texture. It's there. We could see it. We should have called it. By the way, that, out, that was an outside scan. We did not miss it. Someone else missed it. But that's not the point. Obviously, here, a few months later, anybody can see it, but look at that, that texture mapping. We need tools that allow us to see things better. But it needs to be happening in real time. We're all so busy, we can't add 5 minutes, 10 minutes, 20 minutes, more things to do. It needs to be integrated, and it needs to be transparent. So when we talk about the pancreas, we talk about bottom right, obvious mass, bottom left, you're really good, you see it. Upper right, barely got it. Well, the point is we need to pick it up when it's barely there. 
Look at the detail of what we can do with the pancreas with texture mapping. Look at the spleen, the splenic artery, the splenic vein. We have looked at and trying to do this at Hopkins Felix Project, a team effort. Berth Vogelstein and Ken Kinsler from genetics, Ralph Rubin Pathology, Linda Chu, Karen Horton, myself for radiology, Alan Yuli from computer vision and his team of people and my team of people. We are looking at trying to do this with deep learning. We, we taught the computer how to look at the organs and recognize the pancreas as well as the other organs, which you can see here in 3D. And look how good we can do. That's the image. Annotation is us and the prediction is the computer. Or in this case, where you see the portal vein and splenic vein against the pancreas, that's the annotation, but look at the prediction. The computer is pretty, pretty good to quote Larry David in recognizing the pancreas and getting better. And so now we're looking at pancreatic adenocarcinomas, and then we'll look at neuroendocrine, and then we'll look at every cystic lesion. And we're training the computer to recognize. Here we're annotating. This is painful. We have four full-time people annotating, and three of us are checking. And we do 30, 40 cases a week, but we're getting there, and we see the lesions, and we're marketing the lesions, and then we use that information to train the computer to look for the lesions. So it's not just finding the pancreas, but finding the abnormal pancreas indeed becomes very, very critical. And look at some of the preliminary results. There's CT, there's the ground truth, prediction, and overlay. Look at the computer overlay. It's showing you the tumor and it's showing you the normal gland. Look at it compared to the ground truth. It's basically one-to-one. -one. Or this example with a lesion in the tail of the pancreas. The computer now is finding the pancreas and finding the cancer. It's not perfect yet. Here was a large tumor that all of us can see from a mile away. The computer actually is having more issues with the larger than the smaller, but that's just a training issue. So think about this. What if I, when I read my scans, the computer showed me the lesion before I started? And we're looking at ways of improving. We do dual phase imaging. We look at the arteria. We look at the venous. What if we confuse them? Could we get more information after the fusion, be able to, as you can see in this incredible fusion here, look at intensity comparisons to accentuate what the pathology is? Can we see things better? Creating different ma difference maps, can we see tumors better? Can we find the orientation of the tumor? Can we use all of this computer analysis to take our job and make it better? and not so much replace us, but to put us on, uh, I won't say put us on steroids, then we'll be like those baseball players who can't get into the Hall of Fame. I'm just saying we need to be pumped up and really do better, and the computer perhaps can do it. We're looking at radio radiomics, high throughput extraction analysis of quantitative features for medical image based on texture, signal intensity, shape, and, and the like. Can we do better here? Can we look at this texture? This is some work Linda Chu and Seung Park are doing with us. Again, can we not only detect the lesions, but then classify them? Can we then look at predictions of outcomes and therapy and modeling and looking at everything we do from start to finish in terms of a specific disease process? Can we understand, and we're getting there, we can recognize and define what tumor types are and we're only getting better at doing it. And when you think about radiomics, we're looking at 500 features. 
we don't look at 500 features individually, and maybe these features will help us recognize, detect early, quantify, classify, and do every adjective you can think of. Um, again, the re preliminary results are just terrific. You're going to see our work being published, but we're going to see. But it's not a surprise. We did this previously looking at renal masses. We did it previously looking at liver masses. We can train the computer, random forest method, to predict what the lesions are based on appearance. Now, this was not detection. We knew the lesion was there. We marked it. This was figuring out what the lesion was. And both in the kidney and in the liver, the computer did better than a great radiologist. So there's lots we can think about. And then we talk about value over volume, this whole idea about the ACR, the 3.0 initiative. A lot of the stuff we talk about is like you know pushing paper. You know, fill out this form, fill out that form, do this, do that. It's kind of like giant yawners. What is value over volume? Value is when we help the patient. Value is when we help the referring physician. Value is when we change the course of how patients are managed. And you want to know what value over volume is? Yeah, you come back in five minutes and I'll tell you. See you then. Goodbye to you. I got to go take my meds. Bye.